first things first, who am I to uh, tell you anything? Uh, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We create videos, content, graphic, branding, all sorts of types of stuff for brands and businesses to try and make their social media content stand out a bit more than it usually does. However, a few years ago, I had a big life-changing uh, moment and um, I realized that not everybody had this endless budget of some of the companies we were working with to create content on a regular basis. However, social media, as we should all know by now, it's all about consistency, all about putting content out there, all about giving value. So what could you do and how could I help you to create what you do for free? So I sat down, I came up with a process, I turned it into a book, I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. And it was basically what a lot of other people were preaching and I'd been preaching for a long time, which is all about repurposing your content, making it work harder for you, making you get yourself onto that content creation journey by giving you some time back because a lot of small businesses struggle with time. So that was what that was all about. That's what these live broadcasts are all about as well. It's talking about social media, about video, help it helps different brands and businesses, which is why I'm going to be chatting to the person I'm going to be chatting to this morning. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. So um, without further ado, let's um, bring him in on the stream. This is uh, Skinny Jean Gardner, or more commonly known as, which one do you prefer, Lee or Skinny? Well, I get called Mr. Skinny, Mr. Jean. Once I got called Jean, some la some old lady come up to me at a stage and said, do you know when Jean Gardner's going to be on? And I said, well, <laughs> there's no such person, but I am, I, I am Jean. And then she walked off and never watched me. So that was good. You can call me oh. Lee, though, mate. That's fine. <laughs> I'll call you Lee. Okay, so... Um... As the name would suggest, Skinny Jean Gardner, um, you're a gardener. That, that's, how did you get into gardening in the first place? That's kind of probably the, the best place to start. Is it something you've done your whole life? Were you a landscape gardener originally? Because we'll come on to your story, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's something that I, I, I really come into really late in my, I say really late, I was 25, which uh, actually seems like quite a long time ago now, I'm 32. But uh, yeah, I come into it at 25 and never did any gardening when I was younger so it was just never a thing that I um I did I actually went into I was electrician for uh, okay the first part of up to 25 and uh gardening was never even a even a thought mate even a thought so so where did the passion come from then if it was not something you'd ever done was it like a, maybe a family member and you kind of had fond memories of your mum gardening or, or, or was it just something you just kind of fell into or I had no fond memories of gardening, apart from my dad telling me not to hit the ball into the pots. <laughs> oh, I know that. Remember, yeah, I remember that well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I got it. The reason I actually got into it is because uh, I left my uh, family home with my mum and dad and my brother, and I uh, moved in with my wife, my now wife, my current wife. She doesn't like being called that, and. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, so me and my brother missed each other. Basically, we we missed each other, and we were not very good at football. We weren't very good. We, we tried to be in a band, and that didn't work out because we couldn't sing or play instruments, which apparently is pretty essential. And uh, we decided that uh, gardening was one of the things we had no idea about, and uh, we're both at the same level. So why not get into it and uh, and and learn together? So that's really how it all come about. Brilliant. And so did did you do lots of qualifications together or was it just kind of learning on the job? I know a lot of people who have kind of done this themselves have kind of started off and they rip out bushes and then go, oh, crap, actually, that should probably really be there kind of thing. Yeah. Is that yeah. 
kind of how you guys learn? That that's exactly it. That is exactly how, <laughs> exactly how it worked. <laughs> we we got an allotment. We got half an allotment from a vicar randomly, who who said he wasn't using it, and uh, and we just went all in to be honest with you. And the one thing it was just. I mean, I feel like social media's been around for for quite a while, but we had never really touched it then. I suppose it was still quite early. I don't know. How, how long how long social media been around for Simon 15 15 years I mean longer than that really if you count myspace and all that kind of stuff but yeah well and it, well Twitter well maybe Twitter had just been a bit I don't know anyway we hit Twitter yeah. and we started asking people about uh, gardening questions we had no idea about like we honestly thought potatoes grew above ground cauliflowers under we had zero clue about gardening and uh, and we hit tw- uh, Twitter started asking questions. And then um, Jimmy Doherty, who uh, is Jamie Oliver's friend, but yeah, he yeah. Also has a career on his own. He probably doesn't like being called Jamie Oliver's friend. <laughs> <laughs> as a farm just up the road from us. And he's he had an allotment for a long time on that farm. Uh, and his wife, Michaela, looked after it. And then she had kids. And then that sort of got neglected a little bit. And he said to us, he spotted us on, on Twitter. And obviously because we were called the Skinny Jean Gardeners at the time. And uh, said he, he he thought the name was quite interesting, wanted to see what we were all about, and uh, we went up there and then started a kitchen garden up there. So that was the first year of our garden experience. So wow, I mean, that, right place, right time, kind of thing, really. Then yeah, that's it. I mean, it just sort of shows you the power of social media. I don't know if I'd even have a career without it to begin with, to be honest with you. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll chat more about social media in a bit. So. To give people more of an overview of where it's taken you, you've written a book about getting kids gardening with the family. I mean, how did that come about? Uh, that was something. Um, so when uh, so we went to Jimmy's anyway, we started this kitchen garden, Simon, right? And mm-hmm. it was going really well. We were learning from social media. We were learning from the people, the visitors that came down, which was fantastic. They thought they were going to get advice from us. They didn't. We were trying to get advice from them. <laughs> <laughs> which was great so we started a bit of a community we got our friends down there we have an evenings down there building this kitchen garden all the food started to, to be used uh, in the in the uh, restaurant there which was fantastic and from that we met jamie oliver and we did a few bits of him for his youtube channel uh, and we also started doing bits for food revolution which was to get uh, food into schools and mm-hmm. you know the whole turkey twizzler yeah, yeah. Uh, situation and then, uh, then Blue Peter came along, and we become Blue Peter. I mean, I'm sort of I'm brushing over a few other facts that happened in between, but <laughs> the story is <laughs> we become Blue Peter gardeners for three years, and and uh, that was amazing. No one ever thought I, I certainly didn't think I'd be on Blue Peter, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then the book come along uh, only last year, so we obviously really got into kids gardening through blue peter which was mm-hmm. amazing we visited schools and everything we created from blue peter was stuff that was just hanging around the house like yeah. I, we were getting asked to do blogs and pieces and magazines which when you first start out i mean even now you don't, you don't get a lot from magazine stuff but we were doing for, for nothing so i didn't want to go out and buy uh buy products to create these things so I was just using stuff around the house, which turns out makes an incredible book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's the thing. And, and like you say, it's it's all about affordability, especially right now. But at any time, it's all about 
trying to make things affordable, easy for people to do? Is it easy just to go and grab a mum's old pair of tights and do something with it, make it into a flower basket or what have you? I don't don't know if that's something you've ever done, but if it's not, then you can have that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Make a note of that. And so, yeah, I mean, that is a big thing for a lot of people. So is is the, the the kids gardening thing now kind of where you're trying to niche yourself? Is that what you're trying to really work a lot on? I mean, you go to your website. Obviously, it's all about trying to get the family involved and mostly the kids because they are the next generation. Let's be honest. As much as we yeah. don't want to be getting older ourselves, definitely. I mean, I do a lot of stuff um, with schools, and there's a big <clears throat> thing that I'm starting next year with schools. But it's always been about the family. Like my book, uh, I can't remember what the bit's called, but it's called How to Get Kids Garden, and underneath it's, uh, it says creating what the heck what does it say creating <laughs> real memories as a family because for me i've got a little daughter and the best memories i've had with her is actually being out in the garden uh spending time with each other even my, my wife doesn't massively like gardening she'll come out if we've got a little activity going on and it makes a good memory and, and she's she always talks about the stuff that we've built or or created together um and i think that's really important uh the like you say, the biggest problem is sometimes cost, especially with gardening. And if you want to get families um, of all, of you know of of, of um, all sizes in, in, and generations and everything, yeah. If, you want to get them, yeah. If you want to get them involved, then don't put cost uh, as a, a brick wall. In the, don't put it in the way. So make it easy. Make it stuff that you've got around the house. Uh, recycle, upcycle, all that sort of thing, uh, and just get out there and 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 do it a bit like how how i got into garden just get out there get digging and, and see how you get on just give it a crack yeah i mean what's the worst can that happen you can just dig something up that you kind of replant and hope it doesn't die kind of thing i suppose isn't it yeah that's it it's really interesting like you mentioned about qualification <laughs> stuff earlier and when we were obviously on tv and doing stuff like that i, I was constantly asked are you going to do some qualifications are you going to do this and you're going to do that and let's be honest if you're uh, a parent and uh, you've got a job going on the side, you've got job, you're working a job, and you've also got the kids, there ain't a massive amount of time in a nice dream world. There's loads of time to do stuff like that. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. work like that, does it? Um, and and I, so I try and stay on the same level. Not you know, obviously I've I've, I've learned a lot more through experience, but I'm not here spitting out latin words for plants and stuff because it just goes over people's heads so i always use my mate jason's a real good example because uh he likes his garden likes getting outside with his family and he's just started getting into a bit of grow your own if i start um saying all these latin words for stuff which most of them i don't know then it's good it's just going to get bored of it and just and it's just going to go over his head he's not going to understand it yeah. just confuse things he will be I mean, we were chatting about we were chatting about Gary V just a minute ago actually before we went live and he did the same thing with wine it was it was like lots of people going oh yes i'm getting overtones of arm and he'd be like you remember bubblegum back in the 80s it tastes yeah. just and so it's essentially the same kind of thing isn't it it's like don't confuse the crap out of people there's no it's not a science it is yeah. but it's not it doesn't have to be a science it just has to be something everybody can enjoy I don't know, Sam. Do you know who Monty Don is? I absolutely do know who Monty Don is. Gardening do you do? I do. Well, a, lot of, a lot of my friends I'll say about Monty Don, they're like, who's Monty Don? In fact, He's one of the them said... gardening, Gar- basically, isn't he? So. Well, I thought so. But one of them goes, oh, was he the guy that was on that Alan Partridge sketch once? And I was like, 
(laughs) more than just that but yes he was (laughs) Uh, but the way he describes gardening and his his garden is absolutely incredible but um but for like i say for normal people that have jobs and i would just have a courtyard or a balcony or just not a massive gardening watching gardens world as great as it is it it just doesn't connect with them yeah and, um, and that's what i'm trying to do for families and people trying to connect that garden and make it simple make people not worry about making mistakes mm-hmm. and so how do you think social media has helped you do that oh mate massively uh firstly putting me in in contact with people and uh if, if i chuck something out there I usually get a good response from people and they they sort of tell me what they're thinking and what they're doing. As a communication device, it is amazing. Like, I don't know, um, I don't know up to this point how I would have created a business from it. Like, because uh, the, the thing for, for me is that like, people always say, oh, you must do gardening and you must, I always get asked, can you, can you price to come and cut my lawn twice a week and stuff like this? And I'm like, well, I'm not really trying to explain I'm not really that type of gardener, although I have just cut my own lawn for this first time. <laughs> uh, I'm not really that type of gardener. Uh, I'm, I'm more about getting kids involved and especially uh, for the school side of things. Um, so, but social media is the, the main, my main income, the main, the, the main way I make money um, to be able to fund, which, you know, to begin with, it was like, let's get a billion subscribers let's get all these followers and then let's start start raking in that that money <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work like that all the time and uh okay. so you, you have to start thinking of different ways and, and creating different products and things that are going on and for me it is all to fund me being able to get gardening to schools and getting kids gardening i mean sure i need to pay the mortgage but the majority of it like the book all the profits from that go into more kids garden and stuff like that so so yeah it's 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 my main my main business now and um and that's tough in the garden industry because uh what was it two years ago i got chucked the last time i did a talk about social media almost got chucked out of the uh nec because i told uh the garden industry that all garden centers will be gone in 10 years you're probably not far wrong. I'll be absolutely. I mean, obviously, this year has probably helped a little bit, but um, you're probably audience, not far wrong. The audience of uh, garden centres owners didn't think quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> Remind uh, me yeah. not to get speaking to get a gardening event then. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, your audience is on social media. Where where do you feel um, is probably the best channels for you? Are you trying to talk more to the parents of the kids, or are you trying to talk? to the kids or is it kind of like a 50 50 so you're kind of splitting your time between tiktok for example and snapchat and then facebook where the parents will be hanging out yeah it's it's to be honest with you uh when i when i really started getting into this i could have gone two ways i could have gone down um down the kids route and started being mr tumble and uh i've got i have got a, an entertainment show that i do for kids that shows that it's, it's around that but that's not my primary thing I'm more speaking to the parents because those the parents, the teachers, and the people, the decision makers, really, let's be honest, yeah. the kids, although if you take my daughter to a toy shop, she pretty much is the decision maker. Well, if not, we've got a right scene going on. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the parents really is where, where it's at for me and talking to them. So um, 
so yeah, that's, it's an interesting. I mean, things do change. I mean, at the moment, I'm doing a show a bit, a bit like this, but four nights a week um, over all the social medias um, and and just trying to start a bit of community through that. But yeah, then it's I'm, good to watch. I enjoy watching it. I, I tune in when I can. So yeah, cheers, dude. <laughs> uh, and then, but then on the flip side, I've just created a product that is. Um, so I've got the podcast as well. I should have mentioned the podcast. That's also the main um, thing that I do. But then I've just start, I've just created a product which is launching this week, um, next week. Uh, that is a podcast for kids that launches in the new year, which is going to be a breakfast podcast every Saturday, so the whole family can listen while they're eating breakfast, and then go and create some garden ideas. So that's something else that's going on oh, as well. Wow. But um, yeah, my 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 life of social media is is, has ups, is ups and downs, mate. I've just recently unfollowed everyone. On social media, I did, I did notice when I popped onto like the the, the Twitter channel, and you, you're following—is it yourself, the the other channel that you're following? Yeah. But that that was kind of it. There was no nothing yeah, so else there. Yeah, I've had a lot of people say, "Have I done something wrong to you?" Or, <laughs> uh, but um, you, I mean, you must know what it's like. You, if you work in social media, you can get really sucked into it. And mm. I, I personally just was just on it too much and i was just looking at just rubbish i'm i mean i am setting up a um a separate one but just a private one so i can see what pe the people i want i was following over two thousand people yeah i don't know two thousand people i mean i'm sure i followed them at the time for a good reason but i was just flicking through i had to get rid of tiktok i love tiktok i loved your tiktoks but again i had to get rid of that because i was too um i was spending so you do get drawn people. into TikTok a lot, very easily. Um, so, I mean, if nobody's ever seen any of your stuff, there's you've obviously got the, the recent documentary as well, the S School of Gardening, I think it was called, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, is there plans to do more of that kind of stuff? Like, that was a video-based piece about getting the kids in schools gardening and stuff. Is there plans to do a next step of looking at the kids who had been doing gardening? or? Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, so definitely. So... The school tour documentary, which I produced, um, was from March, just before lockdown. If you watch it, you'll think, what's he doing? But uh, there's a lot of high-fiving, cuddling. Shaking hands. Shaking hands. I mean, I don't know if uh, some of the youngsters have ever heard of that before, but we used to do it <laughs> back in March. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's all about getting kids into gardens, seeing what uh, schools have. And, uh, and like I said, there's uh, all different types of families in, in, in the country and exactly the same for schools. Uh, they've got different um, kids that have, have different gar size gardens. And I was going from one school, which all the kids had farms. And then 10 minutes later, I was traveling to another school where a child just has a little windowsill. So for me, it got me to understand um, the situation around the country. And mm -hmm. yeah, there's going to be a, uh, obviously progress from that and, and filming and documenting it. But um, but yeah, I had to fund that myself. It was good. It was, I'm pleased I did. The, the actual brand that, that sponsored that didn't want to fund it, but I thought it needed to be documented. And, mm. and that's, that's the biggest thing, like doc documenting stuff. Had I not have, have filmed it and got got aid to come and film it for me, then that, that adventure would have just got lost in the uh, yeah. in the thing. I mean, so I, I, used to, I used to film this stuff myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's an important... Aspect. It is document documenting is everything. I, I, I'm a big believer for a lot of brands and a lot of businesses, whatever they do, that behind the scenes will. I've said it a few times to people recently. We live in a voyeuristic age. That's why Big Brother, it's why Love Island, and all those other 
bags of shit TV succeed so well because people like to see what's going on when people don't think they're being watched or that behind the scenes element. How did I come up with this piece of artwork? How did I design design this landscape garden? And why did I come up with this particular design? Yeah. And and the stuff that's gone wrong as well. Um, I was chatting to somebody recently who's a project I'm going to be working on, which is really exciting. I was like, we don't want just the good bits in there. We want to show when it's gone tits up because yeah. that's going to be really powerful to people. They're going to learn more from that than anything else where you've done it right. Yeah. Um, people want to see the yeah. story. That story, isn't it, Simon? That's what it's yeah. about. People want to see that journey. Absolutely. So what, what is next for Skinny Jean Gardener? Obviously, you've spoken about the next documentary, hopefully, when things return to normality. Is, is there any more books in the offing? Is What's next? Yeah, I want to do another book. Uh, I love. I, I mean, I didn't enjoy writing it, but I enjoyed putting all my ideas <laughs> into it. I'm not a writer. <laughs> I'm a talker. I'm not a writer. <clears throat> Uh, and I'd, but I'd like to do another one just because I've got more ideas that I want to do. The biggest thing for me over, which I thought would be a year project, but I think I'm going to give it a 10 years now, is to get gardening into schools. It, this is my biggest thing. And at the moment, the curriculum or something, or just, as in, just something that they do? I mean, for, I think taking it to the government and doing all that thing, I mean, to be fair, they've got a lot on their end there to the table at the moment, <laughs> is, um, is difficult. And uh, and I'm not sure if that's the first step quite yet. That could come back in five years' time. That could be the thing that, that I'm looking at. The biggest thing at the moment is for me to get it into schools and support teachers and give them uh, basically make it easy for schools mm-hmm. and make it a, a, an easy yes. So keep the cost down for them and uh, and give them the support because it's great the schools that we visited that did have the teachers that love gardening. But the schools that didn't have the teachers, you could see that they needed help and they need that. But they've got enough going on as it is, let alone some guy rocking up saying, you should garden. Like they need that support. Yeah. So over the next um, five to five to ten years, which seems like a long time, didn't it? But I want to give myself plenty of time. Uh, that's my that's my goal. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. took a while. It's took a while to understand. And that's a little bit goes back to why I deleted all these lovely people on social media, because that was taking up more of my time. And as as amazing as it is, you, you I mean you always talk about it. Looking at numbers and stuff is is a a downhill. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I'm looking for. It's, 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 it's just not. It's not what you want to be looking at. You just yeah. You, you just work on the engagement and, and the people who follow you give a damn about what it is that you got to say. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, and, I, and I've only really <laughs> recently started to get, to get into that and, and remember what's important. And uh, and providing value to people, which is really important, because come um, the, the when I get to sixty years old, I'm not going to look back and say, "Cool, uh, I can't believe in 2024 I got 200 views on something." <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're not going to be. You're not going to be any deathbed of going, yeah. Yeah. 1311 views on that documentary yeah, whatever yeah. Good, good year for subscribers guys anyway see you later <laughs> not gonna happen so um you know everyone needs to i mean that's more business side of what i need to, I'm, I'm currently changing up um that's cool though. that's a that's a big project it's a it's good to have that long-term viewpoint really of, of exactly where you want to be heading yeah Definitely. i mean fund, funding it wise is another thing like trying to get i'm, I'm very much a 
about getting brands on board mm-hmm. at the moment talking to brands about looking forward to 10 years time <laughs> is a very difficult thing yeah they, no no one's thinking of te- pretty much everyone's thinking I'll be retired by then no one's thinking <laughs> about uh these kids which will be used in the product and then remember in 10 15 20 years time when they get back to gardening that that brand got them into it that's a really difficult thing to try and explain to to brands which, yeah I'm fine, mate. I, I mean I've, I've spoken about brands getting it completely wrong um for quite a long time um m&s being one of my favorites i'm not going to get brought back down that road side again but yeah they um they complain about not having any business but then you look at their social channels and who they're talking to and the people they're talking to are not going to be there with the best will in the world. They're not going to be their customers in five or 10 years. It's going to be yeah. somebody very, very different and they're not appealing. Yeah, to I did a great gardening thing in March, mate. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had a couple of questions come through. So um, they oh. are gardening based rather than obviously social media based. So I hope you don't mind me just um, hitting you with these and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully you're able to help. Um, yeah. The first one's from me. What have you got against artificial grass? Have you got artificial grass? No, I've got a flat. So right, <laughs> I would have literally come off this screen. What have I got against it? I think it's really bad for the planet. Uh, it, it doesn't help with wildlife. And uh, anyone that says that it is, um, what do people say? That it's not, oh, I haven't got time to to, to cut the grass. And, I, I, you know, it's it just sorts itself out. Well, it doesn't sort itself out because you've got to be the Wally that goes out there with a hoover and hoover your lawn, right? So it looks great for that time, but when you're out there with your, the old Dyson, <laughs> yeah, doesn't look so good, does it? <laughs> and, and if there was, if there's anything this year has taught us about nature and everything else like that, obviously there's been that essential reset right at the very start when for the first four weeks it was kind of resetting, and then the next four eight weeks before things started to move again, you started hearing the birds more often, you started seeing more insects about. We'd go to the the local park there's like a big green area near us and we'd walk around there and play uh, with with my little one and the big bumblebee and i was like i don't remember the last time i actually saw a bumblebee bees yeah you see them but an actual bumblebee and there was loads of them and it's like and they were all around the grass and going for all the dandelions and the daisies and stuff like that so i think yeah you're absolutely right grass helps it's not just flowers it's it helps on everything every level really doesn't it everything is the bugs the worms the birds is to feed the birds it's it's um or like even for me through lockdown all of a sudden we started getting a lot more bats in the evening which is a mate and wow. all feeding off the grass that obviously the, the bugs are on the grass it was incredible to see them swooping down i mean i was quite scared for a little bit until my five-year-old daughter came out and was like nothing so i had to sort of put a brave face on but <laughs> everything's all right daddy yeah, it's all yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, wildlife's never never had such a good summer, really, is it? Unfortunately, mm. uh, what I thought was going to happen and, and what will happen is people will go back to um, their normal normal yeah. life, yeah. which you know what can be. I mean, what can be done? But um, but yeah, yeah. For, the, for that summer, for summer twenty twenty, wildlife never had it so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next question comes through from Ruth, um, and she's saying, I've got a composting question. Should I have a tumbler or a stationary bin, and do you have any tips for composting? Mm, yeah, keep layering is the biggest thing. 
Don't let it get too wet. If you've got grass, if you are putting grass in it, it can get really wet. So ripped up cardboard is the best thing. I've never had a tumbler one. It's, I think that's one of the ones that like that. Yeah. I've got a I've got a hot bin. Um, compost like a big bin. metal bin kind of thing, is it then? Yeah. It's, it's a it's like a really insulated, thick black composter which gets up to I don't know eighty degrees something, and apparently you could put a whole chicken in it and it would compost down but i wouldn't advise that because the old rats but wraps <laughs> <laughs> are good uh but just keep layering it's the thing cool okay um and one from paul um i've got a harvest of green tomatoes as it's getting colder should i bring them in to ripen or leave them outside definitely bring them in and put them in a box with banana Okay, I've heard that with avocados. Is is that obviously well, the case with um with tomatoes as well? Then yeah, bring them in. I'm actually that's funny you say that. I'm actually doing exactly the same today. So um, a few of my tomato plants got a few left over, and I'm just clearing them out today. So yeah, cool. one last one. Um, Jenny has asked, um, what garden plants should I use in flower boxes? I live in a flat. Obviously, coming up to winter. So, what would you recommend? Well, do you know what? The one thing I do is put um, some bulbs in there. Like, this is the main time. Like, tulip bulbs. Uh, are, I, I didn't used to like them. I thought they were a bit boring. Me and my daughter put them in last around this time last year, and it was the best thing I've ever put in, in there. Like, I always say that gardening is about patience, mm -hmm. and obviously it takes, you know, you have to watch throughout the whole of winter. But when they start popping through in the spring, early Feb, late Feb, time best thing just being able to watch the growth of it so tulip just whack tulip bulbs in bro and are they able to grow if you wanted to put something else into into the box as well to flower during winter is that all right or will that take away uh, nutrients and stuff or because it's oh, just well, no, no, you, can, you can plant other stuff up if you if you if that's what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go excellent we've, we've answered everybody's questions that's uh that's what we like to see um Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this and chatting us through your story. And um, and if anybody wants to find you and where you are on social media, I'll make sure I get all your links, your podcast, everything else like that, and I'll stick them in the section below um, after this broadcast so that we uh, can point everybody in your direction and uh, make sure that they go and learn about getting the kids gardening and even maybe just giving it a go themselves if they haven't even got any kids as well. That's it, mate. Just chuck something in the soil and you'll be all right. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting to us and uh, take it easy. I'll, um, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. There you have it. Thank you very much to Lee. Um, thank you very much to you for uh, tuning in and watching as well. Uh, if you do have any other questions, if you're watching on the replay now, maybe listening on the podcast, stick them into the comments, put hashtag replay on there, and then uh, we can pass those on to Lee and then hopefully he can answer those for you in the near future but until Friday thank you very much for watching if you're brand new as always hit that subscribe button and I will catch you on Friday but until then in these weird times please continue to stay safe have a good bye this was a Perception Studios production